You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. and welcome to Big Diva Energy, the podcast for and about fabulous people being fucking excellent. I'm Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas, and with me as ever, as this is recorded during lockdown, is my husband Tom. Must have used a lot of starch, because they still pressed. So let's jump straight back into Nikki and reintroduce for those of you who haven't listened, if you haven't listened to part one, just go back and listen to part one. So some absolute gold in it, including Rich's theories on, on divas, which are extensive and varied and have many footnotes. Uh, we have with us Rich Hawkins of Rich's Bitch. Hey, babe. Hi. Hi. So where we left off on the last episode, we were talking, she'd just been signed to Young Money. And full disclosure, listener, after the episode you heard, we then went on to drink another bottle of champagne and talk for a further hour, maybe two, about rap, which we have had to scrap because <laughs> it was heavy on the hot takes and low on coherence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It patchy. <laughs> What is not patchy, however, are the Lukes which are being served on the Zoom. As it's a visual medium, I will summarise. Rich is wearing a T-shirt saying a little bit Alexis. Always working the brand there. Always on brand. Always on brand. And Tom is wearing his new Vonk sweatshirt, which has an image of Madonna as a centaur. Or a centauress. Not sure what a female centaur is. Which is known on the website as My Little Chicone. It's everything. And Holly is wearing a overlarge sweatshirt with the word gag written in great big letters on it. Yeah. Forever sure. Basics as well. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's actually a genuine vintage jo- jumper, Forever Basics, with a um, grammar- grammatical error on it. So let's jump back in with Nikki, getting her first big hit on Bedrock. So that's a song which features a lot of Young Money artists. Rich, what's your favourite bit? When she introduced herself to the world on her major label debut with, excuse me, I guess it's my turn. Maybe it's time to put this pussy on your sideburns! (laughs) Yes! Yes, Beautiful. (laughs) The sort of slightly (laughs) (laughs) alien-esque imagery there of the pussy on the sideburns, which are famously on the side of your head. Well, I, it's a wide stance, I would I would posit. <laughs> Nicki Minaj's pussy could probably swallow your head whole. So. <laughs> I think it's why I really enjoy this song, because it's like, ostensibly, it's like quite a swagger-heavy song about, like, dicks and, like, m- men being good in bed. So the, the chorus is, for those who aren't familiar, Call me Mr. Flintstone, I can make your bed rock. And like, that is so fucking nerdy. The 40s joke. <laughs> I don't know, it just sounds really incel isn't it, when you read it out of context? <laughs> and then as Nicki Minaj would be like, okay, I'm going to wrap my vagina around your head. <laughs> also, how unsexy would it be if in the middle of Pash, somebody said to you, oh yeah, Mr. Flint, <laughs> like, give it to me. Yeah, uh, exactly. my bedrock. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's one hell of an arrival. It really is. Ironically, uh, Nikki's first big feature was on a Mariah song. Uh, more about that later. Uh, so a bunch of features later after that, she was getting ready to drop her first album. Uh, she works with some of the greats of hip-hop at the time. So we've got Jay-Z and Kanye on the track Monster. Uh, to quote Nikki, and I'll say, Bride of Chucky is child's play. Just killed another career. It's a mild day. Yes, please. A mild day. <laughs> where you describe the weather. Is... <laughs> that yeah. song is great. 
but her verse is unbelievable. She literally like, leaves them out all the, like in the sound, doesn't uh, she? She leaves them in dust. It's <laughs> just incredible. And have you ever seen Adele do it on Carpool Karaoke? No. No. They, yeah, Adele tells, I guess, James Corden, I don't remember, that she loves it or something. And then she does it all flawlessly. <gasps> and that is the that's the diva collision we're looking for. Right? Oh my god, that diva is collision. that is diva collision. Yeah, it's it, it's like two of the greats of hip hop, and then again, Nikki just I just love the way she smashes masculine energy. She's yeah. just like, mm-hmm, right, fine. She's also like really not that famous at this point, right? No, so, like, even her being on the song is a coup, I guess, yeah. for her. Yeah, and then she completely still nobody remembers the rest of that song. They only remember her verse. Yes, please. Ha. So Nikki finally drops her first album, Pink Friday, in 2010. Fuck, that, that's a decade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a decade old. Has it aged well, Rich? I mean, it's one of my favourite albums of all time, I would say. It's <laughs> so, yes. Ageless as an album. <laughs> I, Not would... buy it, I think it sounds incredible. Do you I think, think it sounds incredible. I think I, you can really tell that she's a theatre kid. Yeah. I think that really comes across that first album. You think it's more theatrical than Roman Reloaded? Probably not, not not in terms of like the characters, but like the the tone of it feels quite musical theatre in some in places. Okay, yeah, no, I see that. But it's very like the music you hear behind rock or pop songs. Yeah, it's hip hop. Yeah, definitely. Very- it was a lot more musical than I expected when I first listened to it. Yeah, the first sample is Annie Lennox. Yeah, like- yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Again, diva collision. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and Rihanna's on it. And Rihanna's on it. Yeah. Ugh. And I Avril thought- Lavigne. Oh, that second. Might be second. It's quite early on, and I thought because it's such a the Rihanna song. I was listening to it. The Rihanna song came in, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Nicki Minaj sounds like Rihanna when she sings. (laughs) I looked at the track list. It was like, "Ah, yeah, fair enough." Yeah. (laughs) Although I I I can't stress this enough. I think Nicki's underrated as a singer. Yeah. Like I think she's really good. Yeah. It's not like layered in auto tune as well. No, she can sing. Yeah. That's my new Uh, tone. Oh. She can sing. <laughs> oh, would you go? She can. <laughs> she can sing. She can sing. She can sing. I'd, I'd rather she didn't. I'd rather she rap. Oh, like, really? Yeah, she can. She can. She can sing. Can she act? Mm, well, we'll get to that. She is in some <laughs> films. <laughs> We're celebrating Pink Friday's release, by the way, with a, a glass of rosé. Lovely inch. crisp rosé. Crisp rosé. Lovely pink. Then we get the rent a rapper phase, in which she achieved two major diva landmarks. She worked with Britney. And she entered into a messy feud with Lil Kim. What's a diva unless they've oh. done one of those two things, oh. if not both? I wish I could do both of those things. Oh, my <laughs> God. Would you, which one would you do? Do you act with Lil Kim and fight with Britney or mix it up? I would like to... No, I would like... So I'd like to release a single with Lil Kim and Britney. Oh, beautiful. And then fall out. With both Remember when... <laughs> follow me here. Remember when... Um, they did Lady Marmalade yeah. and yes. Pink fell out with Christina because Christina's agent came in and was like, just so everybody's clear, Christina's giving the big notes. And Pink <gasps> was like, bitch, hold up. That's what I want for me, Brittany and Little Kim. I want a, <laughs> I want an on-set fight <laughs> during the video. Surely you'd let yeah. Christina have the big notes, which she hasn't got as much as Pink has got. No, I'm Pink's gonna... got so much other Pink's stuff have... going yeah, on. Yeah, sure, Pink can do silks, but that doesn't mean she can't do the big notes because, bitch, she can. That's what I'm saying. She can do the big notes. She can do the silks. She can do the songwriting. Mm-hmm. Christina, she can do the big notes. <laughs> and the hologram. <laughs> she um, can do looking for things in LA. She can do looking for things in LA. <laughs> so do, technique. She can do bubbling under bitter resentment at all times. <laughs> she, can... she delivers. <laughs> she it delivers. Okay, so for those of you who don't know much more about Kim beyond uh, 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 which is all I remember from Lady Marmalade. 
Okay. Something about diamonds in the glass as well. Diamonds in the glass bottle of case, meaning of expensive taste. There we go. Because <laughs> mm, you're a little Kim Stan, right? I love little. I used to listen to little Kim so much. And one time, I was actually telling my friend Beth this the other day. Mm. I was listening to How Many Licks, which is a filthy song. <laughs> and my mum. Can't um, imagine why. My mum <laughs> told me that if I would not sing that song when my grandma came over, she'd make me mussels and chips for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That is iconic Kimbell work. I, I love the bargaining of the I will make you little muscles and chips for dinner if you don't sing the song about cunnilingus when Nana's round. I really like the idea that you'd never mentioned that you liked muscles particularly. <laughs> it's just that was Kimbell's like, attempt to reach out. <laughs> As a child, it was my favourite meal. I still like it. Oh. Like, it's not my like bargaining chip anymore. Posh bitch. <laughs> I mean, I think I mainly just wanted that, like, creamy wine sort of right. thing. Mm. Sort of get to get to it. But. <laughs> but she was your sort of hip-hop gateway drug, right? Is that right? She was my entry in because I listened to her album Hardcore, which I think is her second album. And I, like, I only had... You know, only ever a kid, you only, well, not anymore, but you used to have two CDs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just one of my two CDs. I don't know where it came from. So I listened to hardcore a lot. And then I got my hands eventually on Notorious K.A.M., which is her, her piece de resistance. Um, but I, I, th- I really, really fucked with her energy. Mm. Like, I liked her music a lot, but I'd never, like, seen anybody who was, like, as ferocious and, like, doesn't give a fuck in the press. Or not even in the mm. press, but just, like, on TV. And just, like, I think, like, because you didn't really have access to famous people, right? So... Uh, everyone was very PR'd and very controlled and Little Kim was not that way yeah um, and I really fancied her but I mean obviously reflectively <laughs> probably was responding to a drag quality than a it's, sexuality it's but. an amplified aesthetic isn't it it's um, it is, it's big yeah. um, it's particularly amplified these days let's ooh, be clear <laughs> Assets. <laughs> I kind of love it though. I love that she looks a bit like a wax crayon. Just really... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I really? She looks like something from the Salem Wax Museum. She really does. I've got a real soft spot for work that is just like has no even nod towards looking natural. It's just work, and it's and it's its own aesthetic. I think. So let's get, <laughs> let's get into the the Nikki Kim problem so the promo picks for playtime is over mixtape she's in a sort of wide legged squat in heels looks a bit like she's doing a poo in the street uh, but sexy and it does look quite a lot like little kim's 1996 album cover so what i mean it's the same image isn't it like where's the line between copying and paying homage i don't think it's copying because it's so obviously referencing that's Mm. my opinion Little Kim has a different point of view. um, (laughs) I would say it's a reference. And I would say that like, well, Nicki Minaj defends it by saying, I always talked about Kim. I always said my number one inspiration and my reference and like, she was the one. Yeah. So if she was trying to just steal, it's the least subtle bit of theft. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's like, I don't know, what's his name? Quentin Tarantino doing that thing that he does with the spaghetti Western, like, titles yeah. and going and everyone goes you're copying Sergio Leone <laughs> like, yeah you're copying him it's like no it's no. clearly not copying 
But is there an argument for if you copy a, a woman's look as well, like the, the pink hair is, is was like Kim's trademark as well? Is there is that where it kind of becomes? I mean, don't just look like me. Well, I don't it's think it's copying as much as the implication there is that Nikki is implying that little Kim's done. Like, ah, okay. Like that, you don't need to yeah. have two people in the realm that have pink hair because one and of them ain't around. It's tricky as well because like Kim had been until that point the most probably not the most commercially successful. That was probably Missy Elliott, but mm. like had been of of her moment the the one she'd been the female rapper and then she kind of she went to prison and it all the wheels fell off a little bit so then i can imagine like nikki coming in as talented and great as she is and it, the look is really similar yeah and the album covers are really like you can see why you'd be like are you kidding me like here yeah. i am in prison and you're mm. the biggest rapper in the world right now looking like me yeah exactly like kim's already on the ropes she doesn't really need that to happen I get that. And also, like, I don't know. I mean, quite a lot of Kim's kind of, re- like, early reputation stuff, like, for for being Biggie's mistress and stuff. Like, she's always been sort of semi-sidelined and, like, there's been aspersions about her, like, sexual character as well, maybe. that she kind of, So she kind of feels a need to be like, I have legitimacy as an artist. Fuck off. Well, it's that thing as well of, like, um, people who break new ground and pave the way often don't reap the rewards mm-hmm. of what subsequent um some people coming after them do so even like i know i keep taking this back to madonna but oh don't worry madonna breaking ground that's to fine be, like, <laughs> sexual and female in pop meant that she 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 paved that way but as a result like she was snubbed for grammys for mm. 15 years and she didn't get the kind of accolades that now a Rihanna or a Gaga get. Sure. So like mm. probably him is sat at home being like, wow, so I'm the one who makes it okay to be a female rapper and have credibility and have good reviews and to look that way and do as I want you to do. And now you are coming in and you don't even have an album out and you're yeah. selling more than me. Cool. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, that's a slightly unfair weighting, isn't it, towards progression? It's just yeah. what happens. The great ones suffer. Mm-hmm. So they do agree that they met backstage at a little Wayne gig. Uh, Nikki says that she asked Kim if everything was cool with them, but Kim responded, picture somebody saying to me, we good, I'll wring her throat, snatch her larynx out. <laughs> I smell Kim trying to make herself relevant. <laughs> oh, I love her so much. Um, I'll snatch her larynx out. very specific, isn't it? It's <laughs> something very like sort of butchery about that. Yeah. It's a crazy thing to say outside a pub. Imagine someone saying that outside a pub. If someone's like, oh, they say I'll something s- to you and you're outside, you're like, mate, I'll snatch your larynx out. <laughs> I like that she's got a level of education there, though, because I, I, low-key, I don't even really know what larynx is. Mm. So is- imagine being in that room as those two, like, titans, because it must have been frosty as hell, and they're probably flanked <gasps> by local gays. And, like, just imagine being one of those gays, just like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable. And I, I'm so excited. It's my absolute yes. peak position. Yeah. And either side, like, each of them have got, like, five gays behind them, all kind of, like, sass in their necks and looking at each other and being like, oh. I'm with Kim. And the other one's like, I'm with Nikki. And, like, oh, oh my God. It's the West Side Story we all deserve. Musical. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, excellent. So in 2010, Kim's mouthing off again. I'd kill that bitch with my old shit. This shit come and go. <laughs> and Nikki responds with, you're going to go down history now as a sore loser, as opposed to going down history as the queen. Don't play with me. 
And then little Kim dropped Black Friday during Nikki's <laughs> Pink Friday release week, which is diva, but also fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Oh, it's also it's also just a bit like you're not going to win, yes, because yes, because Nikki is like the not even rap like is the the artist of the of the week, yeah. so you'll only ever look bad going up against it, yeah, and. That, I mean, that song is great. Like Black Friday is a great song. It yeah, it doesn't hold back. It's just all a bit sad. Can I talk about the PayPal thing yet? Oh yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. Free for all now. I think so. Oh, it's so sad because they're having this debate, and like Nikki's winning just because she's got public opinion on her side. And yeah, because Lil Kim has had. Like, she's been out of the limelight here properly for like she did. Le- she released an album, but no one really cared. So probably a decade now, she's been essentially gone. Yeah. So she's coming back and she's taking on Nikki and she does have some good points. Like she has a fair mm-hmm, argument. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of with Nikki. Like she does look like a sore loser. Because yeah. She's really not been relevant for 10 years and now suddenly she's in the news again. So it doesn't look cute. And then she releases Black Friday and she says it's the most, I can't remember what she says. It's like the most successful song ever on the charts. And then has to put in the small <laughs> T's and C's that she means... In terms of the PayPal sales, because she had to sell it on PayPal. Oh, I can't. I can't even. Oh, like, the whole. I'm sweating. It's, it's so, <laughs> it's so oh. awkward, isn't it? Because she's like, she's gone in like guns blazing. As you say, Black Friday is genuinely a good song. She's cast like a. a it could be Nikki, the lookalike, is so on point in the video. Mm. Like, it's been like, yeah, swing, swing, swing. Yeah. And then she's like, I've got the most downloaded song on PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear it's, uh, yeah it's yeah. not a good look it's not a good look but uh, how would you rate the lookalike of uh nikki in the black friday video versus the lookalike of carol baskin in the joe exotic video? oh uh, <laughs> two for two i reckon yeah. equally good equally as good as each other yeah sure so the beef does dry up a bit until stupid ho <laughs> from nikki's second album where she's like right fuck this and absolutely no, fuck you absolutely fuck you into the ground fuck no, you no, fuck, no. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> he comes around. I'm Angelina, you Jennifer. Come on, bitch. You see where Brad at. I mean, <laughs> the fact. it's problematic. That I live. For, I would like to like tattoo that on me. <laughs> <laughs> it is that song is trash, but that lyric is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> is it, yeah. Talking is, about why it's problematic because we feel sorry for Jen. Because we also don't want to be like. Let's not. Te- make measure our goodness on who a man has chosen to be with. So, yeah, it's like I see. He, Sorry. Cheated on, he cheated on his wife, left her for somebody else. <laughs> now I'm going to be like, ha ha, bitch, you're the wife he left. <laughs> it's fine, but it's not cute, is it? Like, no. And in this no, case, you interrogate it Brad that deeply. Pitt. Yeah. Although Black, Fr- right. Black Friday, <laughs> she doesn't fucking hold back on that track. So, like, no. good for you. It's a tit for tat. Yeah. Situation. Uh, <laughs> Nikki's got the ultimate hot take on Kim. Every time you're in the news, it's because you're getting at somebody. Where's your music? Put your music out. And when I see your name on Billboard, that's when I'll respond to you. Other than that, goodbye. It's Barbie, bitch. And when she means the Billboard, she means the Billboard of actual sales. Not the Billboard <laughs> saying, I've done, has everyone got PayPal? <laughs> Not the one who sold it on FedEx. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever new platform you're using, <laughs> come on. Absolutely iconic. Talking about the highest TikTok shout-outs. <laughs> Just so you pretend you know what a TikTok is. <laughs> Tickety-tock. Yeah. One for you, Din. Countless to come, because Nikki is in the big leagues now, and accordingly, she gets the nod from the Queen. Oh, 
yes, please. Oh. Queen herself. <sighs> she comes. And she comes. Madonna puts Nikki on two album tracks and takes her to the Super Bowl. She comes. <laughs> Can we discuss the Super Bowl, please? <sighs> the Super Bowl was such a, a moment for me to exhale because <laughs> when it was announced that Nikki was going to be on the album, I was so ex- Well, I was mixed because I, I love, obviously, Nikki. And I love Madonna. I don't love when Madonna tries to be, you know, down with the kids. Mm-hmm. I don't always, mm. I don't need you directing with Justin Timberlake. I don't need a lot of that stuff. Like yeah. Timberland needs to leave your record studio immediately. So, I stand by like, nerve wracking. Mm. And then I heard "Give Me All Your Loving," and I was like, "Oh, oh. No. <laughs> oh dear, it's not what I wanted." And I'm sad. But then the Super Bowl comes along, and it's amazing. So yeah. we're all good. She got sued. MIA. She got sued for flipping off everybody on a Super Bowl. And oh, um, yeah. Madonna refused to pay it. My <laughs> 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 like struggling British rapper who sold like forty p's worth of records in her whole life. <laughs> Madonna's Madonna, and she's like, "Well, you're the one who flipped the finger. I didn't ask you to. Bye." <laughs> yes. The question is, did she oh. ask her to? Probably. 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 Absolutely. Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> she probably just fucked off that she didn't do it. Yeah, probably. Like, don't, don't come on my stage and be more controversial than me. Hey, I'm Madonna, bitch. Absolutely not. Um, I do think the Madonna thing is really interesting, though, because they say that every queen blesses her princess. Mm-hmm. So, like, Madonna did it with Britney. Yeah. And Christina, but, like, she didn't put Christina on the album, did she? So, huh? No. Um, and, like, Gaga's doing it, like, as we speak, apparently on Chromatica with Ariana. And oh. I think, like, Madonna picks people that she thinks are, like, they have a legacy in front of them. Yes. And... She picked Nikki for a reason. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She did. She smashed it. Dear listener, if you are interested in our hot takes on the Super Bowl halftime show, dig out our LDE Super Bowl special. That's Little Diva Energy on Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the headlines are, a good halftime show needs neon, kiddie choirs, and fringing. Madge was like, nah, fuck the kids. Not literally. Um, CF Michael Jackson's halftime show slash life. <laughs> 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 but she turned out one hell of a show. Okay, so now we're getting into my sweet spot with Nikki, which is Nikki doing shit that people would call Gaga a genius for, but they dismiss entirely when a black woman does it. So we're talking about the time she went to the Grammys with a Pope lookalike <laughs> as her date. That is. And then did the weirdest it. Grammy performance of all time. <laughs> tell, tell us how you felt. It was my... <laughs> birthday. It was, that was my come to Jesus. When yeah. Nikki stepped out of that car... Obviously, she's dressed as a like a cardinal, would we say? Yeah. Like, and then fast followed by a man dressed at, like who is the spit of the former pope now, but the actual pope at the time. I just think, oh my god! Oh, like, that's, it's like it's a Bjork um, swan, swan dress, swan dress yeah. yeah. That level. Like, or a oh Gaga God. meat dress. Yeah, it's yeah. iconic. It's absolutely iconic. And like, I tried to Google Nikki and Catholicism. So I was like, is it? Because obviously I'm going to strap Pourquoi? on. I'm obviously going to get my Madonna tinfoil hat on here, obviously. And yeah. Madonna broke this ground with using Catholic iconography. Okay, well, that's a given. We all know that. But like, Madonna was from a Catholic background. So she was like, going, fuck you to her background. <laughs> I don't know about Nikki. I couldn't find anything, but I did find an article by the Catholic League entitled, Is Nikki Minaj Possessed? Minaj's performance began on stage with a mock confessional skit. This was followed by a taped video depicting a mock exorcism. With stained glass in the background, she appeared on stage again with choir boys and monks dancing. 
Because so, so far, I'm not seeing that they've got a problem that's just a factual retelling. Yeah, just stating the- what they've seen. Yeah. They were just getting started. <laughs> the next bit goes, Perhaps the most vulgar part was the sexual statement that showed a scantily clad female dancer stretching backwards while an altar boy knelt between her legs in prayer. Finally, Come All Ye Faithful was sung while a man posing as a bishop walked on stage. Minaj was shown levitating. <laughs> levitating! <laughs> David Blaine! But this is my favourite line from the article. Whether Minaj is possessed is surely an open question. Is it? Yeah, I don't care. I, don't, I mean, is it? <laughs> Are you actually suggesting she's genuinely possessed? I suppose that is the Catholic Church's gig, though, isn't it? They you do. know what they're like, though? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they, they love a hot take, don't they? You know what? Like, they, be- they believe that people can be possessed. That's their gig. They do believe that yeah. that is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite open-minded that they've said it's an open question. Right. They've not just said, yeah, she is. <laughs> we would obviously not say that. We would say it's not an open question. It's an because artistic statement. She's not, because you can't be possessed. They've gone, you can be possessed. We're not sure if she is or not. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> open for debate. Oh. It's balance. 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 Something the Catholic Church is not famed for. No, not not so much. This was not well liked, this performance. Listen, mm. like the performance is a lot. And <laughs> if you're looking at it from a, a musical artist perspective, sure. then fine, yeah, whatever. But if you're looking at it from a gay boy perspective, <laughs> good God, <laughs> it's got everything you need. It really does. <laughs> Whose perspective do you want? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I know which world I want to Me live too. in. Me yeah. Nikki, at this point, is clearly headline gold. Uh, and controversy equals ratings equals money. So uh, Nikki becomes a judge on American Idol with fellow yes! judge Mimi herself, <laughs> Mariah Actual <laughs> Kerry. Let's discuss the shit out of this. Oh my God, I've watched so many clips <laughs> of this. Oh, you can fall down such a YouTube hole with this, can't oh. you? Because it goes on and on uh, and on. It's I just... love how it readily available it is. <laughs> There's whole YouTube videos dedicated to just entire uh, montages of this, of clips, oh. clips, 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 clips. It's so good. First of all, like, are we even sure, like, what? Because, like... It's Mariah, isn't it? She hates Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Hates her. And everyone it's else. So but... Like, why? Like, because it's not, she's not, if it was like a, an Ariana Grande or someone, I'd be like, I can see why she hates her because it's the Kim Nicki thing. But like, yeah. why does she hate Nicki Minaj? What's Because it's Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. Mariah Carey is obviously. An, Demented. A, a, <laughs> I was going to say an exceptional talent, but yes. And you can be both. She can be both. And she is a woman who, you know, broke a lot of ground herself in her own career. I am going to say, of mm. all the people from hip hop, she's, she's, uh, recorded with Old Dirty Bastard Jermaine Dupre Jay-Z Ja Rule there's one track with Missy but it's overwhelmingly dick heavy yeah so I, mm. I'm just I'm, okay I know that- I don't think that like Mariah is a woman for the people if the people are women that's my deep. I'm gonna just tell you as well right now like because I know that like Mariah Carey is a diva and is I guess a gay icon I don't necessarily see that but she probably is I don't really like Mariah Carey. I don't really mm. like her music. Yeah. I definitely don't like her. She's not like cunty in like a fun Madonna way. Like it's just, she's just not very nice. And I think she's annoying. And everyone used to say, oh, like Mariah or Whitney. Obviously Whitney. You yeah. know? Obviously like, Whitney, yeah. 
So so my whole point of view of this will be heavily skewed towards Nikki. If it was like Nikki versus mm. Whitney, I'd yeah. be much more balanced, but I yeah. won't be. Just warning you now. No, no, I'm with you on this. I mean, like, there's some deets with, like, I think Tommy Matola. There's some. De- when we do the full app on Mariah at some point, we'll get into we'll it. We'll dig in, yeah. But, like... It's a good story. Oh, it's a great story. And, like, the voice was insane. Mm. I do use the past tense. And... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen... No, this is a different episode, but have you seen when she has a go at her backing singers through song... Check. Why? Why is there a backing a click track? Because <laughs> you were clearly going to mime anyway. Like, what's yeah. the point? I went to a Christmas show of hers, and it was. I mean, she'd obviously like cobbled it together because I think the tickets went on sale in November for a December show. It was. It was so basic. It was like her. It was like the snowman that Shangela ripped down <laughs> and some like fake snow. And the vote were. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, they were amazing by like my standards of singing, but by her standards of singing, I was like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. It's it... where was anyway. that? Was it the O2? Yeah, I remember that aware. gig. Yeah, it was free. It was free, and that's fine. But Nikki clearly understood this, what was going on in terms of Mariah, because uh, she did actually say Mariah did not want another female doing the show, thinking somebody's coming to steal her shine, and it yeah. kicked off at the auditions. <laughs> Uh, there's a video you can find on YouTube, readily available. It was leaked uh, where you can hear them verbally scrapping, and it leads to a rumour that Nikki had threatened Mariah with a gun. <laughs> Nikki did quite rightly point out that this rumour is mental and racist, uh, but the rumour persisted that Mariah had upped her security. <laughs> okay, so let's chat about the Ellen interview. Uh, Nikki's very gracious and sort of gives Mariah a pass. She's like, I love Mariah. I didn't want to believe she didn't want me on the panel. Then I was psycho. I was acting up. Which I think is an interesting example of like female self-deprecation. Because normally we see women undermining themselves when someone pays them a compliment. Like, I like your top. Oh God, I found it in a bin. A raccoon was wearing it as a nappy. It's disgusting. Do you want it? Um, but actually, like what she's doing here is going, I'm psycho. Which is kind of like... I don't know. Like that's very big of her to say. I'm the. It was my fault. I was the one that went off the deep end. Even if that again problematic term. Um. <laughs> deep end or psycho? Psycho. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, but that's not where it ends because she gets into some really, really quality stealth shade. <laughs> I could never stay mad at Mariah. I've loved her since I was a little girl because she's what. Younger than Mariah. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, I'm going to quote Rich from his own research notes here. Uh, Nikki holds her own in the Idol live shows, but it's top for Mariah throwing shade with a slow, low voice and a smirk. <laughs> it is. It's slow. It's low. And it's a constant smirk. The snark. It's just... The delivery is... I, I'm going to backtrack my own words slightly because as much as I'm not particularly interested in Mariah Carey, her delivery of shade is... Mm unparalleled yeah like, second to none she, she never yeah her, her tone is completely stable and it's she doesn't look she doesn't move her head it's just this perfect delivery where she's like who's the shadiest moments those are the youtube ones oh. too. those are the ones to dig out who's the one that mariah pretends not to know i don't know her j-lo j-lo sure yes <laughs> and, and then she completely backtracked on that as well i can't remember there is a video which you can dig out as well where she gets asked about that 
and manages to shade her again <laughs> whilst backtracking on the fact that they do know each other. <laughs> Because they're like, we know, we've got like photographs of you two at a party, like talking. I don't know. And also, fucking out. It's also that ridiculous thing, you know, like when people who hate pop music say like, oh my God, I've never even heard of ABBA. It's like that. You're like, you know who J-Lo is. She, everyone knows who J-Lo is. Like, what yeah. are you talking Especially about? Especially at the time. Yeah, this, yeah. this is yeah. like, it's 10 year old yeah. clip. It's very much like that guy in Freshers Week who turns up wearing like, I don't know, braces and stuff. And it's like, no. Suspender braces. Oh, I see. Like, come on. <laughs> Not like a child prodigy that's got in because they're very clever. No, I mean like someone who's deliberately like, oh, no, I've never heard of Jello. Like, of course you fucking I know. only listen and to Vera Lynn. <laughs> I think people do it because they think it makes them look cool, but it... You, you can acknowledge that someone is very famous without knowing who they are. Like, I work with someone who I'm not going to name, Chris Walsh. And <laughs> he recently told me he doesn't know who Lizzo is. Actually, he probably doesn't know who Lizzo is. But I was like, what? this only makes you look bad because she's everything. How does he not know who Lizzo is? Chris Walsh? Chris <laughs> Walsh, listen to Lizzo. Listen to Lizzo, mate. It makes you look tasteless and out of touch. <laughs> there, there, tasteless. Chris, whoever Chris. you are. Chris, you're, not, you're not tasteless in life, just about Lizzo. I love you. <laughs> just in music. Welcome okay. You listener. You listener, Chris. Uh... <laughs> Good to have you, mate. Two feuds down. <laughs> uh, little Kim and Mariah. So we're going to have a little break. Uh, normally, Rich, at this point, we would give you an extra snack because we'd be extra. But this is lockdown and we're not sharing our rations. So let's imagine for a moment that we could feed you. What would Nikki want? Nikki. <laughs> What's Nikki feeding me? So, uh, well, we'll go, we'll go through the day if you want. Uh, so for breakfast, Nikki must have scrambled eggs. That's a bit like me. Mm, you like scrambled eggs. It's probably the only thing that Nicki Minaj and I have oh. in, in common. And your nasty we, flow. Yeah, it's true as well. Mm. <laughs> so she must have scrambled eggs, only whites, fried hard, quote, that's a quote, and turkey bacon, also fried hard. What is frying hard? <laughs> no idea. Fry hard with a vengeance? <laughs> fry hard? hard. Live free or fry hard? Is it just like, like without oil? I don't know. I think it's just like really, really fried. Really fried. Fry hard, does that just mean like, yeah, like overly cooked. I guess. Also, overly cooked egg whites. Oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. overly cooked turkey bacon. Oh, grotesque. No, thank you. Uh, I don't really know what turkey bacon is, but it sounds awful. I've had it before, actually. I think you can probably guess. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's low, it's higher it's in leaner, protein, yeah. Yeah, like, isn't like turkey, turkey bacon, mint, mint. By definition, like the arse of a pig, isn't that the point of it? What? Bacon. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's just back, the back of a pig, but like that doesn't exist on a turkey. So what are we eating? This is such a tangent we don't need to go down. <laughs> what a rabbit hole! <laughs> what are we eating? Belgian waffles she has with syrup, uh, powdered sugar, whipped cream, butter, and strawberries on the side to round out the course. So there you go, right? You've got you have protein rich. So we've got fried, fried hard. hard whites of eggs. Yeah, fried hard turkey bacon. Whatever that is. Plus. Belgian waffles with syrup, powdered sugar, whipped cream, butter, strawberries on the side. Game of two halves, isn't it? <laughs> really is. Just have one after the other or they all come together? No idea. A Super Bowl rider. Okay, this is odd. I, I, the Super Bowl rider included 24 bottles of Dasani water, 12 at room temperature, 12 on ice, Snapple, Red Bull, assorted fruit juices, and simply lemonade, and three packs of chewing gum. Loads and loads of drinks. Soft <laughs> drinks. It's like Nick Lamont. Yeah. And then some the chewing gum. There's actually no food on that rider. That's because, again, it's the gaze, isn't it? It's She's the gaze. Well, it's the rider, <laughs> right? You're not going to be eating in your dressing room after the show. Yes, it's just to... And you probably don't want to eat before your Super Bowl show. You hydrate your, your entourage. Entirely. However, she did also, also ask for a set of fine silverware. 
So, like, what, what was the point? <laughs> Opening that Dasani water with a, yeah. with a knife. <laughs> a beautiful silver like knife. Chopping up her chewing gum. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. You're not getting any of that. Um, have a little break. So we're back. we're back from the break. Did everyone enjoy their hard, hard imaginary egg whites and uh, sugary mm. sides? God, I had that lovely cutlery to use as well. Mm. You did for your eviscerated turkey bacon. <laughs> Delicious. The arse of a turkey. Right. So now in this phase of her career, Nikki does a Madonna. Yeah. Gets into the movies. She's in Barbershop, The Next Cut, one of the Ice Ages. <laughs> film called The Other Woman and The Interview. Full disclosure, although I have had time, I haven't watched any of these films because bad journalism. I like controversially, considering what my job is, but I don't really like films. So <laughs> so I've not watched any of those films. But like, I also have never seen any Madonna films. I don't, I've seen, seen Vita. you seen A League of Their Own? No, <gasps> I've not seen any. But like, this is not. This is any film that you can think of that's a classic. I've you saw Philadelphia the other day. I have seen. I've seen all the gay classics, obviously. Like, I only saw it last night. I saw Philadelphia. Oh, did you cry and cry? oh my god! I have not oh. seen Holly Morgan cry, cry like that myself. since I took her to see It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. I wrung out like a wet sponge. I Honestly, just, oh. Philadelphia gets me every time. Do you know the other one that does it? What? This you can edit this out. Green Mile. Um. No, Stepmom. Have you seen it? I have seen oh Stepmom, yeah. Susan Sarandon, Julia Roberts, A, <laughs> Beavers, already. Yeah. When I was, again, this is going back to my mum, we talk about her a lot, but I was banned from watching it when I was a kid Aww. because I cried for so long. <laughs> I was like, you know that crying where you're like... <gasps> <gasps> and she thought something was wrong with me and I couldn't speak, so she, I couldn't tell her for like 20 minutes what happened. <laughs> then when she found out she was so cross, she took the DVD away. So we can't really say whether Nikki's any good in those films or not nah. because none of us have seen any of them. Great. I think I it's think fine. Not. Yeah, I mean, she went to theatre school. She's probably fine, isn't she, she? I'm sure she's absolutely fine. Like, she's so charismatic... I'm sure she's brilliant. I'm sure they're great. Yeah. So Nikki releases more albums. First of all, Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded in 2012. It's her poppiest album by Miles. Mm. And It's got Starships on it, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's the Alarm, Starships. She sings a really, really camp song called Marilyn Monroe, which is like a ballad. And she sings all the way through it. From Blood Brothers. Um, huh? From Blood Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's, very, it's kind of like that. Because everything she talks about, like, her life or whatever and then every few lines she just goes is this how marilyn monroe felt <laughs> but like that's there's no that is the song from blood brothers. that is pure blood brothers there's yeah. nothing there's no relation between what she's going through and anything that marilyn monroe is going through <laughs> yeah, again no blood brothers doesn't make any sense. <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love that i fucking hate that musical oh my god oh my god I, I will never forget going to see it with chris adams and we were just screaming with laughter it's a bit... she gets so angry about that musical. oh she gets livid about it a, I love uh, the fact that you guys had clearly just deigned to swan up from the Phoenix to the Phoenix <laughs> Theatre. Let's go see what's going on upstairs. What's going on upstairs? <laughs> oh no, the cabaret stopped for two hours. Let's go upstairs. <laughs> and we'll go dancing. Oh God, it's bad. I quite like it, honestly. I quite like that it's a vehicle for like someone who's like, like a Nolan or a... A Kim Marsh or a Mel C. Like, Mel C, yeah, famously. It, 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 it's, it's a, it was a halfway house 
when they they temporarily took Chicago off, then it was like, all right, well, then we'll have oh, a place for C-list to go. Yeah. Remember when they put Caprice in rent? Oh, <laughs> never forget. Never forget. Caprice. <laughs> Just Caprice. Oh, Caprice is, um, she's come out with some 5G hot nonsense. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, her name and Holmes. And Amanda Holden. Probably Jim Core, I imagine. Jim Core's well up on 5G, like for sure. No, I reckon he's part. Jim Core's got to be past 5G by now. He's got to be like, yeah, old school. No <laughs> one's interested in 5G what's anymore. What's really mad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's new in mad with or Jim Core? Or Lucy Piani. Lucy Piani and Jim Core. I'm going to get back to Nicki Minaj before we go off down another blood Roman, Roman Reloaded. Roman really. Reloaded. So, um, right. I was a bit confused as to why everyone was like, oh my God, it's so poppy. Because like... Um, Super Bass is on the first album, and then they're like, oh, the second album's really poppy. But I think Super Bass is really poppy. So I, I think the first album is really poppy. Yeah. I was really surprised That's at how many pretty, ballads and stuff there were. She'd always done, like, pop songs mm. alongside others. But I think because Reloaded is, like, the first, I don't know, probably, like, what, eight tracks are... Mm. Poppy, like poppy, but hip hop tracks, and then the whole second half is straight up pop song because it's got starships, right? Yeah. So like, it's that like it's the poppiest she ever goes, and it's on loads of songs. Yeah. So like, it's and also the, it was the time when she looked the most. She did the most theatrical costuming, and it's like the Grammy thing, and it's, yeah. like, it's all there. Like, it's all very, and it's at the same time that Gaga is doing the same stuff. Yes. So it falls into that bracket, doesn't it, I guess? Definitely. Well, Kitty Empire described, the in her review of the album, she described it as being an aggressive bid for Lady Gaga's territory, which, huh. again, I think smacks of... Oh, it's far... Uh, I don't know. I don't know it's how far to push it. a white lady, it. does it? But that kind of feels a bit like the response to, to Nikki has, has really uncomfortable tinges for me. People being like... Oh, stop it. Just do stay in your lane. Do hip-hop and don't be silly. It's stay in your lane stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like silly. There's also that thing that like, we do with um, women in music where we like, you can only ever have one reigning diva. Mm. Like, it's a, I think we pit people against each other and there's only ever like one. Although there's not, that's the narrative. So yeah. like, it, at the same, like they came up at basically the same time and had the same level of success. So... There's all because there's not actually much comparison. Like I can't yeah. find I can't think of a reloaded song that sounds like a Gaga song, apart from the fact that they're pop songs. Yeah. But like they don't sound like Nikki's doing dance hip hop yeah. songs. And Gaga at that time was doing like straight up pop songs. Yeah. So they don't sound similar. It's just that they're just females in pop music. I think it's an, it's again about the look, isn't it? And maybe that's something with with a bit of a theme, like the way that Kim was like, "Don't come for my look, don't come for the pink hair," and Gaga was doing like sort of slightly cartoonish, like really high glam to the point of almost drag looks that people are like, "We've got one of those, we've got a space for one of them, and we're going to give it to the night the white blonde lady." Because um, that's what we do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but that might, again, that might be me tinfoil hatting it a little bit. But it does feel like since. 2012 we've moved on a fair bit actually in terms of intersectionality yeah and that makes me feel uncomfortable her saying that she's coming for lady gaga's territory i'm a bit like all right mm. uh, never but forget just... that Roman reloaded gave us um gave us pound the alarm which oh. is my favorite drag race lip sync of all time oh so. iconic yeah Monet refusing to do the death drop everything Monet just fucking slaying the whole stage thank oh. you so much Nick. 
charge for that. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Nikki's given us some, I mean, well, some great drag race moments in, uh, of obviously being the greatest guest judge of all time, arguably. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, who, who does starships so at this, this, uh, the That's first episode of the season was this with Starship, yeah. wasn't it? On the one that she was the right. judge on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but despite critical naysaying, um, Roman Reloaded goes to number one and it went multi platinum, breaking more records. Uh, the album closes out with Stupid Ho, which is the Little Kim diss track, which we've mentioned. And whilst undoubtedly gone a bit more pop, it's still hip hop as fuck uh, to close a record with a diss track. And then we get The Pink Print in 2014. Mm. It was Nikki's stated intention to get back to her roots and make a more rap-focused record. But that being said, it's got Ariana and Beyonce on it. <laughs> and Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like like she's constantly having to justify her own genre. It's like, mm. no, I'm hip-hop. No, I'm pop. No, I'm both. Ah. Um, it's annoying because before? Kanye West did My Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah. which is him... It has loads of features and stuff. And he did a whole album of like auto tune singing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that album. 808s. Yeah. Like it's a, it's so poppy, but yeah. no one ever says Kanye West therefore is a pop star. Like no one questions that. It's He's still so a rapper. True. And I'd like to give a shout out to Nicki Minaj on the pink print for writing a song about truffle butter. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell anyone what that is, but if you don't know, Google it because it's revolting. <laughs> love that she put that as a song oh beautiful it is true it, uh, it, you know, she's always <laughs> I, <laughs> I, that's another thing I think she doesn't get enough credit for I think we maybe mentioned it a little bit on the last step is like how um, she how inclusive she is like for a, for a hip hop whatever we're calling her like an artist that straddles multi-genres Nikki wrote a song about truffle butter <laughs> stuck it on her album get involved uh, also, just, in terms of what she's called, I definitely call her a pop star. But when I say pop star, I mean it in the sense of um, pop being popular music. Yeah. She is a pop star in the purest sense of the form, I think. Yeah, definitely. In the purest sense of the word, sorry. This is uh, also the era where the, the Taylor Swift thing comes up. Are yes. we talking about that? Yeah, let's do it. So, <laughs> Anaconda, right? Let's discuss Anaconda. The video is a moment. Can you remember yeah, where you were when you first saw it? Um, someone's actually sent it to me. Um, my friend Holly, and not you, definitely. Mm-hmm said to me who doesn't particularly like Nicki Minaj and was just like I don't want to talk to you about this ever again but you're gonna die and just send me the link <gasps> god I died the song's whatever the song's fine but the video is every I feel like when yeah. I'm like, slightly bored in a meeting and I'm just thinking about whatever that's what plays in my brain <laughs> all the time I'm just gonna warn video. you this does go out to the public Rich <laughs> Yeah, they will know that you, you're playing Nicki Minaj in your head in a meeting. I love how the look on his face basically just went, don't worry, no one from my work listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they know I don't listen to meetings, it's fine. That's fine. So yeah, so the video is this huge cultural moment and it uh, very much focuses on Nicki's ass <laughs> and mm-hmm. makes a, a real like, it's, it's an incredibly empowered statement about her body. In which she takes the original very, very misogynist song. Yes. I like Big Baby Butts Got and Yeah, exactly. And flip reverses it. Yeah. In a very cool way, right. I think. Blazing Squad. They're in, are they? They're in it. <laughs> Boo Crew. <laughs> okay. So let's discuss how this all kicked off. So Taylor Swift gets nominated for the interminable Bad Blood video. That's the one with the, so they're all dressed up like robots, right? Superheroes. Superheroes, sorry. Uh, but Nikki quite rightly observes, if your video celebrates women with very slim bodies, you will get nominated for video of the year. And Taylor feels very attacked. 
So like the head girl she is, uh, Taylor makes a mistake of telling Nikki that she's let herself down and she's let the whole school down. <laughs> I've done nothing but love and support you. It's unlike you to pit women against each other. Maybe one of the men took your slot, dot, dot. Don't, don't try and do a shady ellipsis and do two dots, Taylor, for starters. I need it to be dot, dot, dot. And also, maybe a man did t- take that slot. Mm-hmm. Fine. But... What Nikki is, Nikki is not saying Taylor doesn't deserve that nomination because like yeah. Anaconda broke records in terms of views on YouTube and then so did Bad Blood. So they probably both deserve that nomination. Yeah. Nikki's not taking down that video. No. But what she's saying is the industry we work in basically means that only one of us is allowed this award. Yeah. So like, we're not both, we're never going to have a category where only women are nominated. Absolutely. That's not how it works. So all I'm saying is you got the slot and this is why I think you know like yeah. it's not yeah she's not attacking taylor's video or saying you don't deserve it she's just saying it's bullshit that we can't both be nominated and obviously if one of us can you will because you have skinny white women 100 percent. and um, equally iggy azalea who was nominated the year before nikki can't fucking stand yeah and so she was sort of like i think it was like a it's not scattergun but it was a it was an approach to the concept of that award or yeah. the awards. It, it was wasn't based an approach the... to Taylor Swift. 100%. It wasn't about fucking Taylor Swift. It was about the VMA. I'm sorry, Holly, but everything is about Taylor Swift. <laughs> There's also that awful thing that Taylor does where she says, if I win, you come can up come with on me. stage with me. Yeah. Oh. I mean. Shut up. Stop it. She can't help herself, can she? And, Nikki, and Nikki's like, I will be going up. But when I get other awards, like in the future, she's like, I don't need to come up with you. Like it's, and then everyone was like, oh, she's threatening to come up and do a Kanye on her. Like, no. <laughs> they made up, didn't they, before the awards ceremony? Because they yeah. performed together that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't feel any of Nikki's feuds are ungrounded. I'm like, I'm with her on almost every single one. That's fun. Yeah, no. I'm like, yeah, go for you. So, and too, she's totally fair. She doesn't like pretend. Like she sometimes she's really shady to people, but she doesn't pretend otherwise. It just is. She just says what she thinks. Just says like, what she thinks. Yeah. Whereas Taylor didn't. Taylor didn't come for like. She didn't say what she thought. Yeah. I, I like. I like Taylor's. Well, I like Taylor's music. I don't really love Taylor's, but like, she doesn't. She didn't come out and explicitly call anything out. It was like slidey and side messaging mm-hmm. and a little bit like whatever. Whereas Nikki would never do that. So no. she does at you. Yeah, so exactly. Her response to the original tweet from the one from Taylor was like, huh? <laughs> you must not be reading my tweets. Didn't say a word about you. I love you just as much, but you should speak on this. So she's like, what? <laughs> Where have you got that from? It's, it's yeah. Clearly, it's not about Taylor. It's about a general uh, attitude towards women's bodies in the VMAs, like 100%. Yeah. And this is why I think Taylor Swift pisses a lot of women off because she does her her brand of feminism is extremely white centric and her brand of um, empowerment is all about being, and she can't be anything other than she is. I get it. She's like, she is a skinny white girl. She's a a white girl who's had um, issues with body dysmorphia and had, and is anorexic. I feel terribly sorry for her on that basis, but like, don't get so wrapped up in your own solipsistic universe that you don't, concede that you've had it much easier than Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And also just sometimes don't respond. Yeah, just, just shut up. Leave it. Like yeah. if Nicki's making a point about race in music, then even if you disagree, it's not really your space as no. a white woman. Just let her say it. it. Yeah. She's about her opinion. And if you don't agree, cool. But like there's nothing more awful than a white person telling a non-white person that their opinion about racism is wrong. Yeah. yeah. So like, 
Just shush. Just keep, it in. keep it in. Speaking of skinny white girls that should not get involved in things, uh, Miley Cyrus then fucking chimes in. Miley's getting an interview uh, and she calls Nikki not too kind. Says the woman who famously had that twerking situation at the VMAs as well. That, again, like Miley Cyrus, the, that whole moment when Miley was like relaunching herself or whatever, she yeah. dressed as Nikki for Halloween in 2012. And then photoshopped, photoshopped herself onto the Anaconda album artwork, including changing the skin tone. And oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and then, I, I, and then when prompted by Nikki, she couldn't give a good reason why she'd done it. Nikki was literally like, give me one good reason why you have done this. And she was she like, also on the, at that famous VMA performance was twerking with that awful man mm. and then brought Robin on Fick? yeah and then brought on a, like a parade of black women yes. and yeah and and other and other people just to like i don't know it, it was it was not it wasn't cute it was a bad time i'm sure yeah. like she's very young i'm sure she will look back and go you know what mm. wrecking ball was an absolute belter yeah i ruined whatever yeah um but like, you don't need to pipe up about Nicki Minaj. Do no, you? And pipe also, down. Nicki will call you out on stage at the VMAs. Oh, so. Miley, what's good? I mean, even when you watch it now, it sends a shiver oh, down it my really spine. Does. It's just yeah, so, it's so raw. And also because Miley's the host, she's not even allowed to like. She's not like she's on stage for a performance and she can leave. She's yeah. then got to like respond somehow and be like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, I've got to keep it together." Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I live. Imagine just. I imagine the moment when Nikki says, "And to this bitch who has a lot to, had a lot to say say about me in the press the other day, yeah. Miley, what's good?" <laughs> and the camera just cuts to Miley Cyrus dressed as like, I don't know. She looks like she's covered in them things you float on in the pool. Yeah. Just like, oh, good God, <laughs> what am I going to do? Oh, it's iconic. You reap what you sow, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. You reap what you sow. Yeah, don't get overexcited and chat shit about Nicki Minaj in an interview because it will come back to haunt you. So let's um, chat about the Cardi view. Yes, please. So Cardi came to fame via Instagram and Love and Hip Hop enters the mainstream with Bodak Yellow in 2017. Uh, Cardi is only the second female hip-hop artist to occupy the number one spot on the Billboard chart without any features. That's fucking fierce. Yeah. That's fierce. Yeah. The only other woman who's done that is Lauren Hill. It's pretty fucking amazing, isn't it? Icon Lauren Hill. Yeah. I think about that, how many, therefore, that means, like, that means that Foxy Brown and Little Kim Mm -hmm. and Missy Elliott and Nicki Minaj Mm -hmm. and all those other women have not done that. Yeah. Like, that's... Fierce. It is so fierce. It is. It's amazing. How do you feel about Cardi? So, (laughs) (laughs) the thing I struggle with Cardi is, so I'm not like a connoisseur of of music necessarily. Like, I just like what I like and I can't really tell you why. I just don't like love her music. Mm -hmm. I I listen to the way she raps and I don't think she's particularly, she's fine. She can, she's rhythmic and she can do it, but I don't, so I don't love that. And then I think, think she's she's like really fun she's like when she's not like you know as a person she's really fun to like listen to her interviews and she's like an entertaining pop culture person but i don't find i don't think that there's like levels to her that i can connect Mm -hmm. with i don't get the other side of her i just get fun tongue popping 
Cardi B being Cardi. I don't yeah. get like she never does anything else, and I just don't really. I just yeah, she's fine. Sorry, have you not seen Hustlers? <laughs> I've absolutely seen Hustlers, obviously a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand where the problem lies. <laughs> sure, really fun. That's a, what what a fun one scene for Cardi B. Yeah, any other scenes because that's all. Got she's a top done. billing that's on the poster. <laughs> That's what she delivers. That's all she delivers. Yeah. That character yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's not like no nuance to her. It's just that. Exactly. And there's like big, big pop stars of the moment. Every yeah. de- every every era or whatever, every every five years or whatever has them. And then most of them, they, they become sort of iconic within their own time, but they don't move forward. Into yeah. That. You know what I mean? They're like, so like Christina Aguilera is a good example. Like really talented. Great. She's just very of her moment. Yeah. And she didn't, stay in a legacy of music i feel like ariana grande i mean who knows but feels like that will be what her she's right now she's the biggest pop star in the world yes yeah and a couple of good albums and a good run of songs and whatever but i i don't know if she's gonna go on to do like a mariah carey like i, I can't see sure. that and i sort of feel like nikki will for me has has more longevity and cardi is kind of where we are right now it's what yeah. you said about madonna choosing to choosing to sort of ins- install the or you know, instill the yeah. the princess thing on her. Like there's um it's the same thing. That sort of and sense that, that Madonna clearly went, you are gonna you're gonna live forever. Mm. Like whereas Cardi B and Ariana mm. don't have quite that same Yeah, it just feeling feels of longevity. Like just... There feels there's more to Nikki than these the other two. So Cardi alleged in an interview with Beat that Nikki's original lyrics were about Cardi copying her. If we could follow that, she said that he said that she said. So uh, Cardi was like, Nikki wrote a, a lyric that was basically saying that I was copying her. And then Nikki said she felt really hurt by that, calling it the Nikki hate parade. And then on the latest amazing album, The Queen, she takes some pops at rappers who pay other people to write their material because Cardi doesn't write all her material. Yeah. Um, and I think that's interesting. Like Nikki puts a lot of emphasis on women writing, which I live for. And then she also shades women for being involved in stripping or the sex trade a little bit. So, like, not so much. I really she has a song. She, she, Nikki has a whole song where she says, I endorse these strippers. Yeah. I endorse, I'm Nikki's Minaj and I support these strippers. So I feel like... Yeah, um, it's more about Cardi, isn't it? Like, there's that bit where she went, she went on stage to win. Nikki won at the BET Awards on the Gears, like, female rapper of the year for, like, eight years running or something. Yeah. Huge. Like... And but then in her speech, looked directly at Iggy Azalea, who obviously hadn't won the award that year, <laughs> and said, um, "I just want everybody in this room to know that when Mickey, Nicki Minaj spits, it's because Nicki Minaj wrote it." And then does it like a little close the lock padlock symbol on her mouth and walks off stage, and it's oh. iconic. Oh my god! Oh. But it is incredibly mean. <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj at award ceremonies is a full subgenre. Oh my god! Uh, she's oh. everything. It's amazing that Nicki Minaj can write songs like yeah. the way she does. I think it's what makes her what she is. It doesn't make music less enjoyable. Like Celine yeah. Dion's never written a song in her life. We still love her. Sure. So like, correct. There's no need. There's no need to come for somebody quite so hard. Yeah. It feels but, like the way that she approaches uh, having a go at people. She takes what they're going to find personally hurtful. And uses it against them. So like you were saying, like she says, I endorse these strippers. And so sort of gives the impression that she doesn't have a problem with uh, mm-hmm. with women stripping and that that, that can be empowering, etc. However you go, go down that route. 
but then has a go at Cardi B for stripping. You're like, well, she's having a go at Cardi B for stripping. And you say, you rightfully say, because you know it'll wind up Cardi B. You're still saying it's not okay to be a stripper. And the same thing with like writing music. It's like, she knows that it's going to like wind up Iggy by saying, oh, you don't write your own songs and I write my own songs because she knows that's going to wind her up. But but you're still saying that people that don't write their own songs are less than. You've got to think about how you use these insults to people. Like the great irony is that when you, if you go back to Little Kim and Black Friday, yeah. there's a lyric in it that's like, um, "We all know your last name is what gets you your job." Yes. So like Kim is shading Nikki for using sex to hire, like you know, to to boost her own profile, and then ten years later, Nikki is using Cardi B's uh, sexuality or whatever to shame her. Like it's the set. It's so like sitting round and round and round and round. It's tedious that's such a good point it's tedious and it's it's you know it's not very sisterly it's yeah shows a real disconnect in terms of sisterly support in the hip-hop community yeah and that's understandable given the community that they are involved in i would just say something as again a bit of a hip-hop laywoman but like a lot of hip-hop is about you who your identity though isn't it it's about like i i'm this person this is i put across in my rap this is my um stance this is my view on the world and if someone else has written your written your stance then it's not as authentic is it like that's just fact hip-hop specializes in being authentic yeah Yeah, no i get that that's that's a good point so i think yeah it does like it's not the same as celine because celine is singing lovely pop ballads about being in love and like universal shit yeah it's kind of of neither here nor there what it's about whereas like yeah Nicki minaj writes songs that she writes about her own life and her own experiences her own point of view all the time exclusively so for her, I suppose, somebody else rapping words that are like statements mm. of tent or of like belief that actually yeah. aren't really their words. She'd they probably just think meaning, it goes yeah. back to like in the first episode when we talked about um Nikki saying that like women who stay with men who are yeah. abusive, like, kind of that. She probably just thinks, well, actually it's bullshit, like do it yourself. Yeah. Onto it. Because like, she's able to get around that because she doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, famous in hip hop, you do have to state who you are. I watched; I, it stuck with me forever. Uh, but Fat Man Scoop presented <laughs> a, <laughs> a, uh, a show on Channel Four when we were kids. I think it was called Finding the Rapper or something like that. Yeah. And he was in the studio with this person. It's like a reality TV show where he, he like brought a new upcoming hip hop star, uh, and he was like. So listen, like you gotta like you know, the whole point of the rap, the record is that as soon as the record drops, you've got to like put your stamp on it. People have got to know who you are. So like you, you've got to have your like your flow, the way that you introduce yourself. So like for me, I go Fat Man Scoop <laughs> at the beginning of the record, and then everyone knows who's on the record. And then the kid goes, Yeah, but that's because you said your own name. <laughs> and he's like, No, 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 no. It's not like that's not what I mean. It's not like because that's my like style, that's my signature oh, thing. So I just go God. Fat Man Scoop. <laughs> And that's like, so everyone knows what's on it. And the kid's like, yeah, but it's just because you're shouting your own name. And he's like, yeah, 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 I take your point. But like, <laughs> iconic. Oh, it's really my stuck God. with me now. Really stuck I'm with me. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> All you have to do is just say, just really like identify, just <laughs> shout your own name as loud as you can. To stick with the Cardi thing, though, obviously, yeah. I think we, all, we can all agree here throw shade, not shoes. Throw shade, not shoes. Throw shade, not shoes. That'll be on my gravestone. Yeah. Uh, but the most visibly explosive episode was Cardi throwing her shoe <laughs> at Nikki at Harper's Bazaar fashion party. That's because Cardi alleged that Nikki had sided with people taking a pop at Cardi's childcare. To quote, I mean, don't throw shoes. Stop throwing shoes. Stop, don't 
throw shoes at a fancy party. And if you're going to do it, Sorry, do Rachel. it outside where we can see it on camera. Yes. I would like to watch it. Like, don't do it inside where it's exclusive. That's boring. There Get is, it on the YouTubes. There is a little bit of YouTube yeah. footage of, like, you can see that, that she's they, they're trying to keep them apart. It's before yeah. Cardi turns up with a big lump on her head. <laughs> Because her, her, Nikki's security did get to her, but like you can see, they're kind of being like they're like two shoals of fish that are sort of like being manoeuvred apart by entourages. But to quote Nikki, this woman is at the best stage of her career, and she's out here throwing bottles and throwing shoes. And the same thing as what she was saying when she was like when she was responding to Kim, and she was like, "Show me your music." Yeah, um, like I think of just being like, "Babe." You're in a better place than I am career-wise. Like, just put an album out. Yeah. Like, why are you throwing shoes at me? Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing it? Stop it. Stop throwing shoes. Like, you're supposed to be, aren't you? I don't understand. What's going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's another some slightly ripe stuff. So Nikki denies that she criticised Cardi's parenting and says that she found comments of Cardi calling another woman's black child a monkey. And the child in question had subsequently passed away. So that's that's the background to the, the shoe throwing episode. Nikki got the dead child's mother to call into her radio show to discuss this. I mean, it's it's quite mad, isn't it, to get a, 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 the mother of a dead child to, to call into your radio show? It's quite mad. Kind of Just to prove a point. There's a kind of a beautiful level of of pettiness. Mm. It's like, you know, when you have an argument and then you're, you fuck you, I don't care. And then you leave the room and then five minutes later, you're like, do you know what? Actually, no, I'm not even done here. Yeah, it's I'm like, not done. She's like had the row, the shoe's been thrown. She's been like, that bitch is doing so well. She needs to like, why is she being so petty throwing shoes at me? No, you know what, actually, I'm going to ring them up. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the fact that Nikki has her own radio show on her website called The Queen. Queen Radio. It's It's, beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. No, it's absolutely not. Slander. (laughs) Absolutely not. It's on Apple Radio. There you go. There you go. That's a real real thing. That's essentially having a podcast. Yeah. We're all on Apple Radio. Yeah. So now we've spoken a fair bit about Nikki and her feuds with other women, but a recent feud with Wendy, how you doing, Williams, is about her man, her husband, Kevin Petty. So Wendy observed, truthfully, I don't know what he does for a living. I just know that he's a sex offender. Um, As is Wendy Williams' brother, sidebar. I wouldn't get involved, Wendy. Uh, But Wendy does love to get involved. Petty was Nikki's childhood friend uh, who she married in October 2019. Uh, he is a registered sex offender and has done time for a manslaughter charge. The sex offence isn't pretty. Um, it was the attempted rape of a 16-year-old. He did serve four years and was released in 1999. Nikki has somewhat controversially defended him with the tweet, he was 15, she was 16, in a relationship, but go off internet. He was arrested in 2019 for failing to register as a sex offender in California. On the 4th of March this year, uh, he pled not guilty and is now a registered level two sex offender. Okay, I don't want to dwell here too long because it's not great. Um, Nikki's brother, Jelani, is also a sex offender. Uh, He repeatedly raped his 11-year-old stepdaughter and he is now in prison for 25 years. Uh, She has now distanced herself from her brother in the face of the irrefutable biological evidence. He has attempted to appeal on the basis of his alcoholism, hypothermia, gout, and anemia. I think the first and the third go under the same category, though, right? Um, Alcoholism and anemia. Gout. Gout. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who the fuck has gout? (laughs) Jelani. And stuff like yeah, like obviously it's horrendous but like 
How did you get gout? How did you get gout? And how do you? Also, how do you think that's going to get you off repeatedly raping an eleven-year-old? Surely, wouldn't gout slow you down? The gout made me do it. I mean, it's not. It's it's horrific. And like the the reason. So Nikki's getting a lot of a lot of shit on the internet at the moment for being affiliated with rapists, and. You can't help who your family are. She mm-hmm. can't help the fact that her brother is a sex offender. She has distanced herself from him. Whatever's happened in the past with Kevin is horrific and he was convicted for it. She has chosen to not divorce her husband. Kenneth. Ken- Kenneth Petty. Um, do we feel like that's fair to have a go at her for not di- like not divorcing her husband because he has historic sex abuse and for defending his historic sex abuse i we don't we just don't know do we we don't know the circumstances of this so it feels a bit kevin petty to speculate it feels Let's call it tom um, petty just to be on the safe side yeah. it feels icky mm. nicky <laughs> no it just makes me fu- I, I find i don't know i <laughs> i just I think that their relationship is their their business. Yeah. And people who have a criminal past um somewhat deserve a life beyond that. Yeah. And how they want to conduct it, who wants to conduct it with them is kind of their business so long as it's no longer harmful for anybody else. I don't think that yeah. raises doesn't erase what they've done or damage or exonerate them from anything. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, like, what do you want people to do? Like, live in a hole for the rest of their lives? Yeah. And, and I wouldn't want to... I have lots of opinions, but I wouldn't want to share them right now on, like, her choices to do that, because yeah. it's ultimately her choices and, you know, choices. Choices, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, fuck the awful sex offenders that she's related to. <laughs> Let's get back on track with Nikki being brilliant and discuss the absolutely banging 2018 record, The Queen. It's my favourite. It's great. I, I just love it. Pink Friday is my favourite nostalgically. Sure. But musically, like, Queen is the best album. Ugh. It's amazing. It is so good. Also, the, the cover is really iconic, I think. And, like, really... Um, it's really suggestive of what she's trying to convey about her heritage and her position in the music industry and i think she's a really visual artist so it's really important to kind of consider that evolution from the kind of pink friday like uh slightly harajuku look to this very womanly like uh sort of queen well queen a queenly aesthetic i live um, it's also fairly full circle because it's the most purely hip-hop album of yeah. her career on a major label so like goes back to mixtapes and yeah it's just it's like well written and well thought out and like fun it's still fun like um barbie dreams where she like comes yeah. for every man in the industry in like a funny way is great and like it's it's still her it's still got her personality to it but it's no longer you know, Starships is just a bit whatever. Yeah. Um, there's nothing on this album that's like whatever. It's all very well done. And I love it. Ah, So like a lot of the fans kind of get sort of misty eyed about mixtape Nikki and feel like they, they, they want to kind of 
get her back do you think she ever went anywhere that she like find somewhere else in 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 the genre i think what she did yeah she did she did she changed because what she did was understand that if i want to be the most commercially successful female rapper mm-hmm. i can't just do mixtape it doesn't work like it's yeah. never worked even male rappers there's no, 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 none none who stay true to pure you know like street mixtape level hip-hop like that doesn't work like you have to appeal to the biggest audience you can appeal to and the hip-hop audience is massive these days it's really broad but it's people who are not aware of it and me like it's like i'm not you know like um delving deep into the archives of most rappers like it has to it has to bubble up to a level of mainstream sure and that's what did so she did that within the parameters of being a woman in music so she took what she's really good at in her mixtapes and blended it with what it means to be like a female pop star yeah and became the, the, pe- the person we know now oh i had this debate actually the other day not debate i don't care enough but um <laughs> my former boss is like a he's in his 40s now so he's like a big 90s indie man so i was talking to him about urban hymns by the verve which mm-hmm. i think is a really nice album that I enjoy a lot yeah but I don't know anything about that kind of music so it's what it is and he's like oh it's their worst album it's when they sold out they're like it's not when they sold out it's when they sold yeah right that's what happens like yeah you go a bit poppier and a bit more into that realm so you can make fucking money yeah and that happens in every genre and that's just what she did exactly sorry who's listening to like pre-urban hymns the verve I think that was their only album ugh tedious (laughs) No, thank Thank you. you. So, uh, Nikki got the barbs worried in 2019 when she tweeted hinting at a plan to retire from music to raise her kids. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, but she's not retiring, right? She doesn't have any kids. Right? That's the other thing I think is slightly tragic, being like, there's something about her and kids which just, like, gnaws at me a little bit, makes me feel a bit sad, because she's like, oh, I want to, you know, be a mum and stuff, and, like, that... It's why she's a gay icon, though. Yeah, Um, the tragedy. Because it's tragedy. Yeah. Because it's... Be a gay, like it's why Cardi doesn't resonate with me. Like I'm, I'm aware how susceptible I am to people who are gay icons, and like there needs, yeah, there needs that tragedy. You need the yeah. story behind to be like strong, empowered, fun, sassy, all that stuff that gay people really like. But there needs to be a vulnerability to you, mm-hmm. and she has that. And yeah. that's that that kid thing, that yearning for like normal life, family, mm. having everything but not having what she wants. That's you get that from her, and therefore gay people really respond to it yeah right which presumably is the reverse of someone like cardi who had nothing and now has everything sort of thing yeah which is an amazing story and people love but because there's nothing to root for it doesn't have the gay icon they've already they've already done it they've they've had the success story Mm -hmm. they've had the the turnaround in the in the bio the biopic or the biopic yeah of their life like they've they've achieved act three where they've Oh my god! Maybe this should be my masters. I'm not <gasps> doing a master, but that's such a great like premise, isn't it? That like because I'm just now thinking about like somebody like J Lo who I don't is. Don't think you need to do a masters. Do a PhD. Yeah, go oh, for it. I mean, I'm busy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> write an article, then I don't know. Yeah, um, a book. I'm just thinking about more people in that category. So somebody like J Lo, who is obviously a diva. Yeah. And does have a big gay audience, but I wouldn't necessarily call Jayla a gay icon. Mm-hmm. It's probably the same thing. It's because she's like she's still Jenny from the block, but like there's no there's nowhere to go with it. It's just 
you went from there to here and you're this massive success story really happy for you yeah there's no tragedy there interesting interesting yeah so i'm thinking of other rag to riches stories like maybe, maybe britney a little bit like britney Cher is, is a rag, rag to riches story, story but there's yeah tragedy tragedy with there's it. so much tragedy there like they're broken and britney like is the the modern queen of that like, yeah mm. of that narrative definitely. but there's also potentially there's an idea about how long that how long they're around for because like someone like JLo it's like now you can have that stuff because she goes on one world and Mm. auto tunes people (laughs) in her grotto and everyone goes babe (laughs) and that's because she's now I guess it's probably something that's also probably why there's so many gay icons that are women because the way that women are treated by the pop industry is that once you once you are not relevant anymore you are disposable and mm. that in itself is tragedy so potentially yeah. there's a point at which cardi b in 15 years time if she's still yeah. like trying to get back to where she or she's still trying to remain popular mm. kind of thing mm. maybe then you'll be like oh i live for cardi b because because it's also that thing of like um with like a a nikki or a madonna or um gaga is that thing of like well you've reached the pinnacle of your career mm. but you don't be satisfied with it whereas with a j-lo it was like oh you're you're really really successful when you're, you're happy as is yeah and then what like there's no there's nothing like to root for that's that's interesting but yeah. there's the female there's the female climb down from fame which is like which yeah. men don't have to suffer so you get someone like dylan or the rolling stones i know there's like a certain extent now when they're like octogenarians and everything they go on again yeah. live broadcast and everyone goes oh, oh, but even so every fucking charity performance has got paul mccartney knocking about somewhere <laughs> exactly <laughs> and they don't have that climb down they just have a twilight get led- era sort of thing. and they just stay yeah. there like, exactly they just stay there and then their fans the people that like them the first time around or appreciate who they were don't ever get less mm. enthusiastic about what they do whereas there's a certain thing about female artists that people do get less enthusiastic about what they do. And especially with Madonna, as we always have to come back to, mm-hmm. uh, there is an element of just shut up. Yeah, we're bored like, of from, you now. We're bored of you now from the public and from the from the patriarchy, which is basically like, okay, you had your, you had your bit, off you go now. Ladies don't need to be around in their 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or 60s even, mm-hmm. in her case. Yeah. That concludes Nikki, Dolls and Divas. What a trip. Yes. Whoa. So, Rich, it's time for plugs and hugs. What are Netflix up to? What are they doing? What have they got on? You know, like making telly and that. Yeah. I <laughs> I interviewed the directors of Tiger King not long ago, and I got <gasps> quite vicious trolled on the internet. Did you? Before. Yeah. But, but it's fine, because I looked, I did look horrendous. and I, I was very late in the day, because I was in America, and I looked busted. However, oh. Now, oh, I did. I, you know when you've had makeup on for too long and you're not sweating, but it like it becomes moist. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, lived in. Like too dewy. Yeah, or, I sure. Know, like that. And I had eyeliner on, but it like whatever. Point is, I'm not saying you should like be horrible on my face on the internet, but um, nonetheless, I've now done a second, not different directors. I interviewed the cast of Circus of Books, about <gasps> the people, and I look much better. So I think <laughs> that's the silver lining in all of this. So check that one out. But also Watch check that. out Circus of Books. Ugh, haven't Tiger King yeah. done enough? How dare they? I'm absolutely livid. How dare the fucking trolls? I'm furious. Uh, 
you know what? Again, it goes back to my unshakable confidence, though. I don't give two fucks. Good. But I can't wait to watch Circus Books and that, that interview. is going to be everything. Mm. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Big Diva Energy. If you did and you want to reach out and have a chat, share your BDE stories with us, maybe even your own Nikki-related stories, or just tell us which diva means the most to you, you could tweet us at Diva Energy or email us at BigDivaEnergyPod at gmail.com. This podcast is a Dark Mutters production. If you support these strippers, then don't forget to like and subscribe. Alternatively, if you think we look like a hoe, well, we look like yes, and you look like no. Thank you. Get Get in in the the sea. sea. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Richie. Bye now. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Perfect. 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 Well done, everybody. Oh, thank you so, thank you so.